Will Craig did something just spectacularly stupid yesterday at PNC Park. All of the baseball world saw it. All of the baseball world is laughing at it. The Cubs in the visiting dugout at PNC Park were laughing about it. And yet, and yet, no one's mentioning this guy by name. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. The Pirates lost to the Cubs yesterday 5-3. to three. That didn't matter. Pirates had three solo home runs to try to claw back into the game. That didn't matter. Nothing mattered. Nothing. Except for Craig's blunder. And it was Craig's blunder. No matter what Derek Shelton had to say about it afterward. Well, they say if you stay in the game long enough, you'll see everything. Never seen that before. Uh, that's on me. Like, we got to know that. And so, I'm, I guarantee you'll never see it again while I'm here. So, uh, you know, hopefully you'll never see it again. But that, that's on me. That Our guys got to know the rule. Look, I love that. I, I admire the approach. Shelton wants to make sure that it's understood that that's an organizational failure when something like that happens. When your first baseman doesn't realize that every out at first base is a force out. I mean, I don't even know where to go with that. You know, I, I can't believe that, that Shelton was able to keep a straight face through the whole postgame thing. But he did. You know, he's the manager. He is ultimately responsible for the instruction and administering of fundamentals, even including informing the first basemen that all outs at first base are a force out. Also, that there are three outs in an inning, and that if you record the third out before the runner crosses home plate, it doesn't matter that the runner crossed home plate. I, I, I can't. You don't need me to go over that thing. And yes, there were other people to blame for it. Michael Perez could have shouted something. Other fielders could have shouted something. The dugout could have told him, dude, just run back and touch the base. Just, what are you doing? What are you doing? Somebody could have covered second base when Javi Baez broke out there. Um, the throw didn't need to sail into the outfield. The next throw didn't need to sail past the cutoff guy. So, yes, others were involved in the scene. But none of this occurs, none of it, had the first baseman himself, Will Craig, see I'm saying his name, not made this unbelievable boneheaded brain cramp out there in front of everyone. One individual did that. One individual and if this sounds like I'm about to go to bat for the Pirates as some broader brand or something like that, I'm not. I'm not. 
the Pirates are having now, for real, a rough season. Not in everyone's imagination. Uh, not through the first month, obviously. April went pretty well, actually. All things kept in context. But they've now lost 21 of their last 27 games. And it's starting to get, well, it's not starting to get, it's getting, it's there. It's it's ugly. They need some injured players to come back. They need some starting pitchers to pitch the way they were a month ago. And they need to give their bullpen a break. And the fact that those first two things aren't happening has me really concerned about the third thing, because these relievers, their arms are going to fall off at some point. So the Pirates are what they are in 2021. I guess the part that got to me yesterday is that this play became used as some sort of symbolism for what the Pirates are. Oh, look at the Pirates. Ha, ha, ha. And it wasn't just local. It was national. It was, in a lot of cases, their own fans or people who purport to be their own fans who don't really follow the team all that closely and and wouldn't know whether or not the team has actually become better and smarter fundamentally. They see this and they go, Ha, 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 look at that. It's the Pirates. Here, and I always prefer to bring this sort of thing into the opinion, is this crazy thing called a fact. The Pirates. The Pirates. Not just Will Craig. The Pirates as an institution, including Will Craig in the very limited time he's been here as a minor league call-up for Colin Moran being injured, have the 10th fewest errors in all of Major League Baseball. There are 30 teams in the majors. The Pirates are the 10th best team in this regard. And that doesn't even take into account when you get into some of the more advanced metrics and so forth that can be applied, a lot of those attached to the catching position because of your ability to control the running game. The Pirates have arguably, not definitively, but arguably the best defensive catcher in baseball. They still give up too many steals. That's on their pitchers. Does that also count into your defensive metrics? Sure it does because you're out there and, you know, The goal is to not give up runs when you're in the field. So all of those things weigh into the overall advanced analytics. But but from the simple, basic, old-school, rudimentary, defensive statistics, the same ones you've known all your life, errors, fielding attempts, putouts, assists, Pirates are the 10th best team in all of baseball. This despite not having their best defensive player all year long in Kibrian Hayes. Now, it's helped that when Hayes has been out, Eric Gonzalez uh, has been the substitute. And even though Gonzalez hasn't been batting for squat, 
he's still really, really, really good in the field, and he raises your metrics. The shortstops haven't hit this year, but Kevin Newman has made the plays. When he hasn't been there, Gonzalez has been there. The second baseman, Adam Frazier, is a two-time Gold Glove finalist the past two years. He's been really, really good again. Colin Moran, when he was healthy, was playing a very good first base. You can see I'm working my way around the diamond here. Stallings, I already mentioned. In the outfield, it's, it's, it's not good. It's not good. Brian Reynolds has been okay, but he's kind of out of position, having been forced to slide to center field. And the corner outfielders are really almost as bad defensively as they are offensively. But outfield metrics don't weigh very heavily into these things. It's really about your infield. So the Pirates have actually been a better-than-average defensive team. Well... So what do you say when one guy who's called up from the minor leagues a couple of weeks ago, who's a journeyman minor leaguer, a first-round bust, really, if you want to get right down to it, who came up through the Neil Huntington and Kyle Stark system and took forever to get here and is only here on an emergency basis, won't even be part of the team next week, but his mistake is branded as the Pirates. Sure, he's wearing the uniform. Sure, other players who were on the field and other coaches could have done a better job of navigating that mess in the moment. And sure, you know, if, if you want to be Shelton and you want to be accountable to everyone through the system and you don't want the prospects through the system to look at that play and think, wow, man, this organization is really a joke, then he does have something to say. And he did say it to his credit. And by the way, what you heard from him earlier came before he was asked a single question by reporters. He literally walked into the Zoom room, sat down, and spoke those words that you heard because he wanted that on the record. He knew what was going to be asked, he knew why it was going to be asked, and he addressed it up front. And to be honest with you, Really honest with you, he didn't need to. He could have said, wow, that's just the dumbest damn thing I've ever seen. We'll never see that guy around here again. But he didn't do that. But that's not going to stop the runaway themes and memes everywhere about pirates this and pirates that. Uh, that's why I'm here. That's why this show is here. And that's why you pressed play this morning. And I'm grateful that you did. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That's brought to you always by our friends at the North Shore Tavern. Directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. Head over there. Tonight, before the 6.35 p.m. first pitch at PNC Park against the Rockies, North Shore Tavern is home to Steak on a Stone, which has to be experienced as well as eaten. It's also home to the planet's only fully dedicated pirate sports bar, front to back. 
our question comes from BDS, who says, I can't wait to get Jared Oliva up here playing him in right field, at least gets his bat in the lineup. And even if he hits 240, 250, it's way more than you're going to be getting out of Gregory Polanco. Once Kebrian Hayes is back, then for a month or two, your lineup or batting order should be. You ready for BDS's lineup? Frazier, Hayes, Reynolds, Moran at cleanup, Stallings, Will Craig in right field because you loved him at first base. I said that, not BDS. Olive up, Newman slash Gonzalez, and then the pitcher spot. Play it like that till the trade deadline, and let's see what happens, right? Mm, no. I, I, I'm not I, I'm not with this lineup at all. I shouldn't say at all. There's some parts of it that I can't dispute. It, Frazier at leadoff is, I know that makes some people all cringy because he's getting all these hits and there's nobody on base when he's getting them. And that does seem to an extent counterintuitive, but sometimes a guy just gets really, really, really comfortable at leadoff. And when Frazier is this crazily productive you're not inclined to mess with what's working so I can understand leaving him up there Brian Hayes at second is something that makes some sense but I could also see flipping him and Reynolds because I have not seen tendencies from Reynolds to drive in runs meaning getting the bat off of his shoulder he's trying to walk guys in and that's not going to work some things will never change about baseball and that's one of them so I'd maybe flip those two. Moran at cleanup is a no-brainer. Stallings at fifth, I guess. I, I mean, I, I think a lot of Jacob Stallings is a baseball player, not nearly as much as a hitter. And all things being relative to the lineup, yeah, I guess you could say that. But with the state of where things are on this team, and I see that your goal here is to get Polanco out. Ben Gamble's hitting well enough that even if he isn't part of the future, if you're just writing day-to-day lineups, which it sounds like you are, Gamble might be the guy that I consider for that spot. But then that could change in, like, days. I mean, Brian Hayes isn't even going to be back in the lineup. He's not allowed to be back in the lineup until June 3rd. So... By that point, Gamble could be DFA'd for all we know. And Will Craig is not playing right field. Will Craig's not playing first base. Will Craig's going to be DFA'd. Not because of the blunder, but just because that's who he's always been. He's a guy that you DFA. So then you have Oliva and then the shortstop's position. And I, I see that you have Newman slash Gonzalez is that, but I didn't bring up Cole Tucker for nothing. If I'm the Pirates, Newman and Gonzalez have had a significant number of plate appearances between them through this first third of the baseball season. I don't feel all that urgent about giving them more. I'd like to give Cole Tucker a run of plate appearances after all the extensive work that he's done, uh, after a couple of the balls that he's been able to drive since he's been up here. So he would be my guy there. And whether he or Oliva is 7th or 8th, that's when we're going to start getting into some silly discussions. So that's where I would be for the lineup again. If it's just 
day-to-day, not necessarily thinking too much about the future. The saddest part of this whole list that you turned in and that I just turned in here is that Ben Gamble is your outfield option. Not to keep making a thing about outfielders like I did yesterday, but you've got to find some young outfielder somewhere, somehow. They've got to come into the organization. And maybe that's what you'll see Charrington do whenever he's moving the various vets that will be on the block by this deadline that you mentioned. Richard Rodriguez, Tyler Anderson, and so forth. Get some outfielders. Not for now, not for short-term needs, but because the organization's got almost none. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We will do another one. Monday. At Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career-ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.